Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Ash Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 in 98.1 FM. And every week we have a show where we discuss things about business. We either interview a founder or teach you something about business. And everybody asks us the question, why is the show called Ask Brian? You're not Brian. And on top of that, why are you spelling Brian with an E? Because everybody says when I was in school, everybody's calling Brian B-R-I-A-N or B-R-Y-N. Nobody was spelling Brian with an E, except for the O'Brien family down the street. They'd come over from Ireland, and they were potato farmers, and so and they used to go to the pub, or Brian's pub. But other than that, why would you spell Brian with an E? So, Tracy, you had some questions about that, right? <laughs> well, I don't know if I have any questions about it so much, but I know that we have some really special E's that we like to talk about so people will remember why Ask Brian to spell with an E, and one of them absolutely starts with, always starts with, our engineer. And we have so much gratitude our engineer. You know, I, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I wasn't sure you remembered hey. everything because, you know, you take a two-week hiatus and it's like, what's my name? I can do the ABCs. Yeah, X, W, Y, M, L, P, <laughs> what? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, this is out of order, but clearly you have not had very much empathy for the reason that I have been out for the last two weeks, and that's okay, but I'm back. And well, I'm it's not empathy here. when you're on vacation, having a good time, drinking, you know, partying, going out to spring break in Fort Lauderdale, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay, audience, that is not true. I was, at a, I was at a podcasting conference, which was very exciting, and then I was visiting my elderly parents and so there was no fort lauderdale drink shots happening so first of all was the podcast conference on a podcast that's the first question and the next is is e and elderly is that one of the e's from ask brian it was was, (laughs) one of the e's from ask brian today because i am trying to let everyone know why i was out because it wasn't a big parquet Okay, and so as you can hear today, everyone, I am also a little under the weather. So if I do not come across as my exceptional self, as I usually do, that's an E I just threw in there, then it is because I am a little under the weather. But that's okay. We're still going to have an amazing show. And our show, our number two E, even though that we've taken a long winding road to get here to number two, is all about our expert. And Peter, are you really going to make me do the math? I know you are. Before we get there, you need to learn how to count, okay? Because the first E was engineer, and the second was empathy. So this is not the second. It's the third. Well, I know that. But what (laughs) I said was, it's our usual number two. You're going to be so hard on me today. I can tell. It's just going to be. I mean, people, I have no support over here. This is going to be. You have the engineer. Okay. That is the gift that keeps on giving every time. I love it so much. Okay, so our experts, I'm going to get this right. Okay, so in a typical scenario of becoming an expert on your journey, 
you would be working approximately 40 hours a week over the course of five years, 52-ish weeks, maybe take a couple vacations. That would take roughly five years. However, we know to get to the 10,000 hours, which is the key to being an expert, is having the 10,000 hours in your field. So we think, okay, yes, that's possible, but what's more probable is that you would shortcut that. So we're thinking roughly about three years. But most of the experts we have on Peter are way beyond that, and especially the expert that we're interviewing today. He's got to have at least 40 years. I don't know. I know I, I, I've met the expert a couple of times. In fact, I saw him today when I, I, was, mean, sh- when I was shaving. I saw him today. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just enthralled by the interview we will have with him today. And so another E that we like a lot is around education. And that's really the core topic of our episode today. So you really are going to want to stay engaged with us because today's episode is really going to be full of really tactical educational tools, especially if you're in that startup phase or wanting to be in that startup phase. And by the way, you added in another E in engagement, right? I did, see? I was just wondering if you were paying attention to me. Clearly you were. <laughs> All right. I love it. So what's really happening today is really a lot of enthusiasm about entrepreneurship. See, there's another, another double E. But you forgot excitement. No, I did not forget excitement. I just would never steal your thunder that way. Oh, and by the way, is the rumor true that someone listened to our show and then posted about it and called you George Costanza? <laughs> Didn't exactly post it, but uh, we'll get that on, on a different show at a later date. But uh, yes, there was a sighting on another radio show, a popular radio show, and they were making fun of the S. Brian show. But I guess that's what happens when we become so popular. Where's the yay? Oh my gosh, I mean, I think that means that we, like, we're like, we're like, I mean, you either have to have somebody who is doing a parody or a hater. And so we have a parody. So, I think it's both, so we, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, maybe they just lack a little empathy. Who knows? <laughs> well, you said who's stealing our thunder. So now it's appropriate to say grease lightning is electrifying. And I'm sorry if I don't come across as so electrifying today, but I'm feeling it even if you can't hear it. Well, I figured with thunder, you have lightning. So that's why I figured it would work together. Anyway. I love it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we are going to have a show today and it is going to be on, on startups. Well, now everyone says, you know, I have a great concept. I want to start a company or I'm working too hard. I need to figure out another way to make some money. And I want to start a business. And they always are asking us this question. We're getting phone calls, messages, etc. So we thought today we would try to help everybody out who's trying to start a business and what the steps they would be involved. So we're creating a company. And Tracy's going to tell us the name of the company and what it does. And then we're going to go off of that for the rest of the show. So I have to like, I'll have to actually use my brain and be on point. So go ahead, Tracy. What is the name of the company and what does the company do? And then we'll go from there. Okay, that's great. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the name of the company is going to be Coastal Connections. And it's called it's what? A, uh, travel, it's a travel agency. And, and it's going to be called Coastal Connections. And right, it's, a tra- it's, a, 
to help you plan your dream vacation. All right. So <laughs> our engineer is going to write it down for us because, you know, I have uh, Alzheimer's amnesia and every other thing. So he's going to write it down because I'll forget in 10 seconds. It's called Coastal Connections. By the way, I was the general counsel and an attorney for a company called Postal Connections. So already you got a oh, trademark. Already okay. you got a trademark infringement issue, but that's okay. I expected that. All right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> not a trademark infringement. Coastal and Postal Connections. Yes. Confusingly similar. All right. So let's go over this. Okay. So now you say it's in the travel business. What area of travel? Because there's many, many different areas. Are we talking about like, an Expedia online company? Eight. Are we talking about a travel agent? Are we talking about a touring company? What area? Okay, it's a travel agency that specializes in connecting you to different coasts. So they do cruises. They do destination trips to the Caribbean islands or the U.S. beaches. Yes, it's everything coastal in here. Everything coastal you could imagine. Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting concept. So... I imagine since it's coastal, I'm going to guess that they have that is an online business as opposed to an offline business. Is that correct? Yes, it's an online business because, like, basically, it's their whole audience are people who want to take their dream beach vacation. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do, well, there's a lot of complications. Now, the other thing is, I'm not going to go over the travel agency requirements of licensing in every single state and occupancy where they're operating from. That's going to take too oh long. Oh, my God. So are you saying – because I did not pick a business category that I had 10,000 hours of expertise <laughs> in. I wanted, this to, I, I wanted this to be – I mean, I've owned everything from restaurants to paint party businesses to podcast production companies and everything in between. This one I have never done. Well, neither have – 10,000 hours in this one. Neither have I. But what I'm going to tell you right away is, first of all, somebody I think has to be a licensed travel agent unless it's an affiliate program and they're working with other companies. So if you're telling me that's a travel agency, I think there has to be somebody that will have to be a, a licensed travel agent. We're not going to get... Oh, well, yes. The person who's starting this business, they not only are they a licensed travel agent, but they have traveled the world themselves. So they have 10,000 hours or more in the travel industry. This is just what they decided they wanted to niche into just coastal travel opportunities. Okay, so send me the number and I'll call them up and we'll interview them now. All right. So. Yeah, because they can help you with your Hawaii trip. <laughs> See? Well, all right. They already have a customer. <laughs> Except I'm going to Hawaii this year. All right, so let's go over this. So I'm not going to get into the, all the requirements. What we're going to start out with is, okay, your name is Coastal Connection. So the first thing you're going to need to find out is first of all, do you have a headquarters? Do you have an, a state that you're going to be operating out of centrally? Or is yes, it- we're a Florida-based company because that we can get lots of connections with Florida-based cruise companies and beaches and things like that. So, yes, we're a Florida-based company. Okay. So this Florida-based company, first of all, there's two databases we're going to have to check. One is we're going to have to check the database for the United States Patent and Trademark Office to make sure that nobody has a name that's called Coastal Connections or a similar name. Then once you get past that and you feel that there's nothing that's confusingly similar to that name, and it could, doesn't have to be based in Florida because if you're based in Oregon or Washington, there might be an issue there. And then secondarily for the name, you're going to probably check with the Secretary of State in the state of Florida to see if anybody has the name Coastal Connections to see whether or not the name is available. Because if you want to call yourself Coastal Connections Travel, you're going to have to make sure the name is available. That's, that's going to be your first step. Secondly, and then we're going to discuss the rest. And secondarily, you need to 
probably incorporate the business and form an LLC to protect yourself so you're not personally liable when the trip doesn't make it, when people start suing because something happened on the trip or they want their money back or whatever's going to happen. By the way, we have a new E. It's called Echo. Um, our engineer just added that. It's a new feature. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as far as incorporating the business or forming an LLC, our sponsor, I'm going to give them a little plug here. And it's called Legal Steps, L-E-G-A-L-S-T-E-P-Z.com. And you go to Legal Steps, and they have courses there. I think it's about $149. They'll teach you how to incorporate in Florida or, or form an LLC. You just go on there. You download the course, and that's going to be your first step. We're not going to get involved too much in that. We've done a couple of shows on that in the past. So now, presuming the name is available and presuming that you have decided to incorporate a form an LLC in Florida, what's next? And that, that's what we're going to discuss today. Okay. So, so what's next? So what is next? Well, first of all, I'm going to just kind of clean up the legal part. So you've got the corporation form and everything's ready to go. If you're operating in, where, where you're operating in Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, Port St. Louis, where? I mean, let's just go big or go home. Let's do Miami. Okay. So Miami is in Dade County and you're going to have to get a business license. That's the first thing you need to do. So you're going to take a corporation and you're going to apply to the city of Miami and you're going to say, listen, I'm operating a business in the city. I want to obtain a business license. Many people don't are not aware that they need to have a business license, but you need to get a business license. And usually there's a taxes are associated with it, unfortunately. That happens a lot. So after you have the business license set up now, because it's an online business, the first thing you're going to have to do is probably get a domain name, which you're also going to check prior to make sure the domain name is available. And then you're also going to want to try to take that name and put it on all the social media. If your name is going to be Coastal Connections, you want to get Coastal Connections on Facebook at least and Instagram, all the big ones, you know, YouTube channel, TikTok, you know, anything that you can think of on social media. There's like 50 or 60 people aren't aware of that, but you want to try to get at least the big ones because when you market yourself, you're going to want to continue to market. We're going to go a little bit further into social media down the road here, but those are the kind of first things you want to do. Okay, so I checked all that and I couldn't get all of them. So I had to go, I was able to get Coastal Connections Travel, and that I was able to get on everything. Okay, so that's going to be our company name then. We will do Coastal Connections Travel for the corporation or LLC that we form. We'll do that for the domain, and we're going to add those to all the social media channels. So it's going to have a separate account for all those social media. We're going to get a little bit further into social media, but we're going to do that. Now, once the entity is formed, and you've got all this stuff done. Now you need to get a website. So first, you have to decide how you're going to operate it. So there's a couple of ways you could do a travel agency. One is you could actually come like so. Exp- Expedia is really just they go out and they're really an affiliate for all the different things. So you've got hotels, cruises, and they, they make arrangements so that they're going to get a commission off of each one of those. That that's one way to do it. And two is they can just actually deal with it directly. And what I mean by that is they can contact all the airlines, they can contact all the different hotels and whatever. But typically, if you think about it, a company like an Expedia is just an amalgamation. It's a consolidator. And they're basically going out there and the, like, for instance, hotels.com, that's where the connection is. So you are actually using a different system. They've now been integrated because now it's part of the same company. But when they first started out, that's how they did it. So you're going to have to figure that out. So you, you may, you know, the first step is you may just want to be an affiliate for Expedia and just pick off some of the pieces, or you may want to go to cruises.com for the cruises, 
and airlines, but now you've got a problem because you're trying to do it coastal. That's not an easy thing. It's great for niching, but now you've got a problem. You have to decide. First of all, you have to pick every single state. How are you going to exclude flights that are going to Oklahoma or to Dallas or Chicago or, or anywhere or Mexico? And first of all, the other thing is coast. Are we only talking about the United States coast or are we talking about other coasts? You mentioned the Caribbean, so I think the Caribbean is in there. So you have to determine if you want to exclude places, you're going to have to figure out if you become an affiliate for somebody, how you can block off those. And if you're doing it yourself, you're going to probably have to have a customized job so it's only dealing with those coasts. All right, we got some responses from our audience, and they said that maybe we're getting a little bit too deep here. I'll do that when you hire me as your attorney, but for right now on the Ask Brian Show, we're going to get a little quicker. So let's say you've figured out how you're going to do all this stuff. Now you need to hire a website designer. Now you can go a number of ways. You can use like a Wix or a other systems out there, which you can basically do on your own. You can go to WordPress, which is a little bit more complicated than a Wix, but then you need a little bit of technical experience, all the way up to hiring a custom person to do a source code, which, by the way, the higher you go up in the stream, the more expensive it is. So a Wix may cost you 300 bucks. A WordPress site may cost you 500 to 50,000, depending on what you do. And a custom site will be anywhere from, you know, five to 10,000 to a million dollars. So you have to decide what your budget is and how much money you want to put. One person once told me, as far as the website goes, you know, this is not the field of dreams. The movie with Kevin Costner, who's been in the news lately, it's not the field of dreams. So it's not if you build it, they will come. If you build it, it's there. You still got to get people there. So don't think that concept. And that's actually a good direction right into the next part. So you're going to have the website built. You're going Not to have- always better. And you know, if you're going to be like doing e-commerce, if you're going to be processing payments, if you're going to have a store online, like you just want to make sure you're choosing the best platform and the best hosting for the type of business that you're going to be having online, right? So, because not every platform is is easy to operate and is efficient that way. That's true. A lot of those things we're going to discuss individually as we go further. First, we want to get the website built. So now you can do it in a couple of ways. You can do it yourself. If you think you've got the background, you can hire people. But again, everything you do, not yourself, gets more and more expensive. So I think one of the things you're going to have to determine probably before you go any further is let's decide on a budget. How much money do you have? Now, whatever money you have, you have to realize a lot of that money is going to be going out to get traffic, to get people to come to your site, to getting the word out and marketing. Because if you don't have, it doesn't matter if you have the best website in history and it was the greatest thing in the world. If people aren't coming to the site, they're not going to buy and you can't spend all your money on the website. So you're going to have to determine how much out of your $100 or whatever your budget is, how much money you want to put into that website development. Also, remember, you don't have to build it so that it's the best thing in the world today. Just build it so that it can function. And once it functions, as it grows, and as you have revenues and income and money, then you can take that money and put it into more complicated things up to a WordPress site or a custom site. And that's the other thing is even when you're starting your business, you're going to have to be careful. There are some things you may not be able to do. As Tracy says, if you pick a platform, there may be a few things that you can't do, or they may force you to take Stripe or Square or somewhere else to go through your money. There are a whole bunch of different things in there. So in the beginning, you're probably going to be more in a box where you're going to have to do certain things to keep the cost of the website down so you have enough money 
to actually grow it, make it into a live business. So I would do a budget and figure that out. I'm not going to go through that with you on the show. You can sit down with them, count and or, or look at how much money you want to invest. Realize whatever money you want to invest is probably going to be more than you need to hit what we call break-even. Break-even meaning that you're actually not just keep on spending money, but you're actually making a profit and you can actually keep some of that money. So that's the goal to get there. Now, a couple of things that Tracy has mentioned. If you have a website, you need a hosting company. Many of these platforms like a Wix, they'll have their own hosting will come with it. So you don't have to worry about that. But there may be others out there where you may have to go out and find your own hosting. Hosting just means where is the server held on a server. After you do this type of stuff, then you want to collect money. So how can you collect money? You can go to Square and Stripe. Those are big companies. You can also get what's called a merchant account. That's for credit cards. If you want to take in credit cards or debit cards and take money in from people, you want to have a merchant account. Typically, if you've never dealt with credit cards before, you have to understand a couple of things. One of which is a credit card merchant account company is going to charge you anywhere from two and a half to four percent. And that's if you're just in a general where you don't have a problem. But if you've got bad credit or you're in a high risk business, I hate to say these things, you know, pornography or, or I don't know, gun sales or something, whatever, where there's a higher risk that maybe people don't pay back, not saying that they do, you have to be careful. They usually will charge you a higher rate than even those three to four percent. I've seen some companies charging 10, 12% on a merchant account. So imagine that you're selling an item for $100 and you paid 54 and thinking you're making a $50 profit and $6 of that is going to the merchant account because either you have terrible credit, you file bankruptcy, or you're in a high risk business. So that's something you also want to keep. Also, you not, might not be able to get into Stripe or Square depending on what you're offering. So that's another thing that people do not think about, but that's an issue. Obviously, the goal is to keep your expenses as low as possible to, so that every dollar you have can go into marketing and advertising. So now you've got the site, you've got the merchant account going, you can take credit cards and debit cards. The next thing you probably want to do is, all right, how am I going to get people to the site? On your site, if you have a blog, that's going to help you because that's going to give you content. So that's one of the things you want to try to do is the more content you have on your site, the better off you're going to be. The more links you have to other sites, the better off you're going to be. That's all going to be discussed in an SEO. We're going to have an SEO show. I believe it's next week with Mr. Isaac Rao from Proactive Solutions. He's going to be out here and he's going to be talking to you about SEO. Basically, what we're talking about here is we're going to have a series of shows discussing these different subjects in more specifics. Today is more of a general show to go over what you need to do for coastal connections. So the first thing is you probably, I would say, try to start doing postings on your social media and try to do one, two, three, four postings a week. The goal would be to get five or six, but try to do everything you can to get postings on your on your social media. That is content, and that is also building your name. Your goal is to try to get your name out. That is very, very important. Now, the other thing is Make sure you register for as many social medias as you can, even if you're not going to be marketing on those initially. You want to try to be on as many as you can because if you are on as many as you can and maybe you're not doing TikTok or you're not going to start off with Instagram, if you've got the account set up, you're aging the account, you're creating something that has been there for a while, you can always take postings from one site and put it on that site. And on top of everything else, you'll have it there as a name availability. So nobody runs out and takes your name. Because somebody ran, runs out and takes your name, 
that's going to be a problem. Yes. Actually, I had that happen recently that the name was available on everything but one social media. And then it was somebody in the Netherlands that was using it, not even in the U.S., but they claimed it on Instagram, so they had it. So then I had to go back to the drawing board and create a whole new name. Well, I mean, you got to have it. That, actually, there was a website. I'll get that for people for next show. But there is a website out there that actually can check on all the different social medias. That's why, you know, it was very technical in the beginning, but it's not so simple just to go out there and get a company name. You can get a company name, but there's so many places you have to check nowadays. In the old days, it was, okay, is it available in my state? Uh, You know, that's all I cared about. Now, you have to check on so many different things to see if the name is available. And then, you know what? Snapchat wasn't very big when I started, right? But now... You know, you have to add that on. So what if somebody takes that name? So when you, you have to be looking around and seeing what social media is coming out and then making sure that you're going out and getting that name too. So that can be another issue. So basically the concept is you want to get every single social media you can. Tracy had an, had an example. What was the uh, social media that you were not able to, to connect with? In the process of rebranding our podcast certification process, our podcast management certification program, it was named My Podcast Biz, and we wanted to rebrand it as Podcast Management Academy. And in the U.S., there is no Podcast Management Academy, and all the socials were available, but in there's a Podcast Management Academy, apparently, in the Netherlands. And do they do business in America? I do not know the answer to that. Okay, no problem. So now you brought up a very good concept. We're going to probably discuss it when we get back, but let's start the process. So I've been told you know something about podcasting, so that's one of the other items. So when you got your social media going, I don't know if podcasting is part of social media or it's just a separate item. I, I consider it to be a separate item. So how can that help you with your business by starting a podcast? Well, that is a great question. And really, podcasting is a great marketing tool because you can develop and create your own content and be recognized as a thought leader, subject matter expert. Expert. If you're coaching or consultant, you can interview your clients. You can talk through scenarios like what we're talking through now, use it for education. So it's a really good brand awareness tool. It's something that, you know, initially, like in the 90s, everybody needed a website and then everybody needed a social media account. And so the 2018 to 20, Three is people really jumping on board with having to podcast for their business. But the bottom line is it really provides you an opportunity to gain visibility, lead generation, and then create sales for your business. And how does somebody start a podcast? For instance, picking the name, right? We just went over that. You got 10 seconds. So, so to pick a name, how do you do that? Well, we are going to need more than 10 seconds, but <laughs> you want to have it make sure that it's in, in alignment with your business brand messaging. Speaking of podcasting, though, I do want to remind everyone that we that this show, Ask Brian, is our podcast as well. And so you can download the episodes. You can find Ask Brian, A-S-K-B-R-I-E-N, on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple and Spotify. And yeah, so we have our own podcast to gain visibility, leads, and sales. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, that's cool. And then Legal Steps, if anyone wants to reach out to connect with Legal Steps, they can just go to the website, and I think there's a support question or a contact question. You can contact people over there at Legal Steps, L-E. Yeah, but you need to, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to spell out the URL for everybody because it has a, an interesting spelling just like that Brian does. Well, it's 
because the person who designed these names obviously has some tweak about them. All right, so uh, legal that's, steps that's is eccentric. <laughs> that's a new e. Eccentric, right eccentric, yes. L e g a l s t e p z. So it's legal steps with a z, not with an s. dot com. C o m. So if anyone needs to reach out for that, now our engineer says we got two minutes left. So I mean, if this was a football game, we'd have to go in down the. There's two minutes left in the half. We gotta really speed up the play. So I guess that's what he's saying. Let's speed it up. So how does somebody start a podcast in two minutes or less? Okay, so in two minutes or less, how do you start a podcast? Hire a podcast production consultant or coach or agency to do it for do you. Know any, do you know any? All of the time, and you won't have to learn a thing. You can have someone do all the heavy lifting for you. Do you know anyone? However, that's, that's two minutes or less. <laughs> <laughs> but there are lots of great platforms out there that you can do it for yourself for free. But just be really careful if you're starting a business podcast. You don't want to use the free platform. So just do a lot of homework and research. And there's a lot available on the internet that will be super helpful. But just because it's free, just remember you get what you pay for. So activate a platform where you get good stats, good data, good connections to iHeart, Apple, Spotify. And if you do need support, do reach out to an expert. And we only have, what, about 30 seconds left. So can I do it on my own? Can you start a podcast on your own? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, you can start a podcast on your own, but you don't need to because your business partner is a podcast expert. So <laughs> I wasn't asking. You don't have to worry about it. I wasn't asking specifically for me. We've got 15 seconds left. <laughs> so if somebody couldn't afford to hire a podcast company in 10 seconds, you can't afford a podcast company. Is there any, any way you can figure out how to do it on your own? Five seconds. Yes, absolutely. You would just basically start with the internet and there's a ton of information out there. Just read about it, watch YouTube videos. Researcher platforms, hosting platforms like Lipson, Blueberry, Simplecast, Captivate, and then just reach out for the free resources that are out there and take advantage of the tools and resources and videos. And yes, you can absolutely start it on your own. Thank you very much, Tracy. Ask Brian Show, KHS 1220, 98.1 FM. Over and out. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian Radio Show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.